Okay, and we're gonna switch over to demon PM. I'm not doing a countdown. We're just going in. We're going in raw. Okay. Yeah. So I, I guess I should have done a countdown. Oh but, no, we're 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 in. Are we yeah, we're in. We're in. <laughs> I, I went with the chaos option. I'm sorry, but I think. Oh, it's, it's okay. Uh, no, it's, I appreciate it. It's the Pete uh, Holmes approach. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then you start laughing hysterically okay, about yes, uh, spirituality. Yeah, yeah. Ah! Start, uh, hello. Ah! <laughs> and welcome to DM and the PM. Uh, this is a sort of, um, I, I wouldn't say advice show, uh, just like a sort of hangout for DMs, GMs, and the tabletop gaming curious. Uh, if you're interested in running a game, uh, sit and hang out with us because uh, we're going to talk about running uh, tabletop games in this uh, chat. It's sort of uh, office hours for me uh, in the games that I run. Uh, we are doing something special, though, for this particular episode. This is part of a four-part series, the last part, actually, uh, in which we are doing employee evaluations, where we're working with the new cast and current cast of uh, NPC Incorporated, our podcast, to come up with their characters for campaign two of our mundane realm adventure. So, catch you up to speed. Um, we, I have not said my name, I don't think. <laughs> my name is DM Hobart Thompson. Hi. Hi, Brandon. Who are you? Hi. Oh, hey, it's me, uh, GM, game man, Brandon Kirkman. I, uh, Hell yeah. I've been with us for a little bit now. Let's yes, yes. It. In, in uh, campaign one, uh, uh, Brandon played Matthias Maxwell, uh, a former series villain turned player character, uh, which was really fun to uh, kind of flesh that character out even more than it had already been as sort of a series uh, a baddie in some of our arcs. Uh, and uh, now we're coming up with a new character for you, which is very exciting for our uh, campaign, too. Uh, to give you some background, if you've never listened to our show before, uh, it is uh, previously called uh, Deaths and Day Jobs, and it followed the adventures oh, yeah, of five co-workers uh, trying to do as little work as possible in their uh, everyday lives. Uh, it is a actual play D&D 5th edition podcast, uh, but we have mapped our favorite rules of the game onto our own mundane realm. So it takes place in a place called Fancy Chicago, following um, mundane adventures. Uh, no, so uh, that's that's what we've been doing in the last three installments. We've come up with our three other characters for our both uh, returning cast, uh, Liz Getty, and our new cast members, uh, Meadow K. Lilium and uh, Sadie Lancry. We have come up with a warlock, a paladin, and a cleric. Tonight, we're rounding out the party with one more level one adventurer. So uh, I think we should just dive right in, right, Brandon? Oh man, I'm I'm so excited to get right into the the juicy goose of uh, all this character. Um, <laughs> yes, the, the juice will be loose in just the, a second. The, it's going to be some of the loosest juice you've done ever tasted because this is a, <laughs> this is a complete 180 from Maxwell. The more I thought about it for building this character, for anyone who listened to the podcast or any any fans of how we were playing before. Uh, Matthias Maxwell was very fun to play. Um, I enjoyed him quite a bit. I'd love to go back to him in the future if that happens. But uh, he, I mean, the, the, I, as I described him, he was an asshole loser, but also proud of it and good at being a jerk. It was it was very fun to play. Uh, he got into some double dogging espionage and towards the end of it. Uh, very charismatic, very good at lying and getting out of things. Classic anime villain turned good guy, but still kind of a jerk. Think of your Vegeta type. Really appreciate uh, everyone tuning in to this uh, a kind of a drier, drier material here. Uh, soon the adventure will begin. This is our last one of these. And so we're putting together for Brandon a level one monk. Um, uh, uh, that's the big reveal. Whoa. Um, so 
Uh, we're going to talk tonight about putting together this character, uh, the same way we have for our previous installments. And we're also going to talk a little bit. I wanted to kind of focus a discussion at the end once we do the character creation aspect of this, talking about uh, how combat will be working in this season. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, so um, ooh, do you want to start with your bio? So with the bio, do you want me to just read directly what I, I had written out here and see how it sounds? Oh, no, most definitely. Okay, so this is I got I got a two chunky paragraph, so we're just gonna get into it. Let's see how my dictation sounds. But uh, so this is here's the big reveal. I hope the world's ready for Uncle Meat. And uh, any any music buffs out there, yes, it is a reference to Frank Zappa, both the album and the song. Uh, but here's a little story about Uncle Meat. He's a lifelong Chicago guy, thick accent, Midwestern art punk, former Metro bouncer, now dead. All of these could describe Matt uh, quotation marks Uncle Meat. Meat meets his last name. Uh, but it'd be a shame to use just a few descriptors to try to get history or feel of what Uncle Meat is all about. Having lived his whole life in Chicago with a rough upbringing and hard family life, he spent most of his youth working in record stores and putting together rowdy house shows with his friends. As he got older, he met Yolinda, and they soon fell in love. Before he knew it, life continued to roll forward, and they were both in their mid-30s, now with a daughter that Matt treasures more than anything in the world. With Yolinda working a third shift as a nurse, his mother-in-law watching their daughter during the day, and mounting money issues, it was time for Matt to get a job. He had been working as a bouncer up until Angel's birth, the name of their daughter, but the late hours coupled with Yolinda's uh, job, it wasn't working for either of them. Soon after this realization, he found himself with an entry-level position at MPC Incorporated. Uh, Uncle Meat is a well-known figure in the music scene of the 80s fantasy Chicago, a beloved bouncer who would always try to avoid violence and a well-trusted music aficionado with either a cigarette or a cup of coffee always in hand. Most anyone in the know knows Uncle Meat in the music scene. With the new job and change in lifestyle so quickly, he often fears he's losing his edge while still trying to keep up with the trends. As much as he would love to keep his foot in both worlds, he's uh, one to always put his family first, but the where it takes him, that's hard to say. There we go. He does have a dog breath. Also great for example reference. Uh, uh, so also, uh, uh, to uh, first off, love that. Yeah. Uh, 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 nice to meet Matt Meat, uh, yeah. which is how we've been jokingly referring to this uh, episode the entire week. Yeah. Uh, to meet the meat, uh, uh, and uh, yeah, I like this is a good interpretation of kind of like a monk backstory. Where you have sort of uh, your upbringing, your your martial training came from being a sort of bouncer in these scenes. So I will take that in consideration should your character find their way into a music-centered venue or maybe encounter characters that you would know from that lifestyle. Uh, but yes, I mean, the kind of idea with the D&D monk is they are someone who has left the cloistered monastery to go adventuring. I think that this is a... Uh, uh, I love the idea of a, of a yeah, kind of a, a young dad uh, having to be a little more serious than he was in the past. Uh, so... Um, Good job, Brandon. Oh, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, was, I don't uh... know if you, I don't know if you said this. You know, I was distracted reading the chat, or if uh, you did not say this. But uh, what, uh, what, what, what race is meat? Oh, so I guess this is too much of an in joke with the podcast. So I should tell the people at home who haven't noticed the trend. I, I almost always go tabaxi. So of course, you know, this boy's gonna be a tabaxi. Very good. I like that a lot. Uh, so yes, we have the return of the tabaxi, the return of the cat boy. Yeah, so this is uh, the slight difference. This is a fun technicality a lot of people might not have noticed on the podcast, unless they're paying close attention. Uh, Maxwell actually technically wasn't tabaxi, he was a homebrew mystic cat folk, which is kind of like a slight pseudo-tabaxi. This one's going to be straight up tabaxi because they have really good stats for monks, so... 
Yeah, yeah, no, it's gonna be great for uh, Monk. I mean, this is gonna be uh, uh, certainly. God, there's so many Frank Zappa jokes going on in this chat. Yeah, that's um, beautiful. Uh, this is what I wanted I don't exactly. A single one of them. Uh, uh, but uh, so, yeah, we're excited to build this character. Um, as we had uh, the other characters know, we've you've done a little bit of pre work off mic, uh, but basically we're gonna be filling out the character sheet together. Uh, so, if we could go ahead and show that, get that up, pull that. Up. Oh yeah, me. Uh... I just realized I do that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yes. Also, yes. Thank big out to Brandon. Not only is he doing character creation, he's also running tech. There we uh, go. So there we go. Okay. Uh, so okay. So, yeah, you can see that. Oh no, you can see all my bookmarks. Jeez, Louise. <laughs> yeah, I get exact. Uh, shout out to Liz, who actually knows how to crop. Uh, God bless him for figuring out OBS better than me. And, uh, I wanted to. I wanted to see. I might be messing everything up, for, like right first thing. But I want to try to switch over to the character oh. sheet I also have pulled up. It should just be your screen for that, so I think it should work pretty good. Yeah, I'm hoping it does too. I have them in the same place on our screen, so I'm going to. I'm hoping. Fingers are crossed. Hoping this isn't this isn't just totally fuck the whole system up, but we'll find out. It'll be worth it because we gotta. Boom. Okay, does that make a change? Is oh, that yeah, good? Oh yeah, look at that. It's perfect. Perfect. Okay, cool. Very good. Uh, in that case, let's go ahead and start filling this out. So we have our new character. This is Matt Meat. Uh, yeah. uh, you are a, uh, monk one. Uh, we're going to talk backgrounds and all this stuff. We got our tabaxi, but I like to start out with the roles that you made. So, uh, uh, you rolled off mic. Uh, you have not put them, uh, chosen where these roles are going to go, but let's talk about what you got. What'd you get? Okay. So let's just get out the numbers in the sixth row. It's, uh, I, I was, Tell Hobart about this a little bit earlier. They are wild all over the place. So we got yes. a 10, we got mm -hmm. a 12, we got a 14. Good so far. We got another 10, got a 16. Pretty excellent. Oh, but what's that last one? It's a 7. Ooh, negative two. <laughs> <laughs> negative 2 on one stat that is going to be so much fun. Uh, so where do you want to put them? Okay, I think um, I thought about this a lot. I think this is going to be really fun with his backstory. I... I'm really about making the stats work for the characters in both our world setting of like 80s Chicago office working in a factory, you know, kind of like that, and him being a monk, which was kind of like a bouncer background, which I thought would work perfectly for him. And mm -hmm. I, I was thinking to myself, I always play charismatic characters, and then you mentioned it might be like a good idea to put that in the dump set. I'm going to I'm gonna do the seven in charisma. I'm doing it. Oh, this is going to be such a different place yeah. for me. I love it, and I, I really because like we were talking about this earlier. Uh, 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 I think another hilarious detail I would like to be uh, we've not we've not mentioned yet. I think we should is uh, that uh, Brand and I actually are coworkers. Yeah, like in the real place. <laughs> yeah, in the in the IRL, in the we're actually coworkers. Yeah, so uh, we were talking a little bit today about this uh, 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 during our workday. And uh, I really like the idea. I think, uh, you know, the tendency when people have low charisma is they're sort of grunting barbarians or, you know, you know, nervous wizards or something like that. And, you know, so the awkwardness. And I literally like the idea of a character who is talkative and confident, but they have they're they're not good at what they're doing like <laughs> i had such a fun idea with that too when you when you mentioned it, it was like a like a just a switch going off in my brain of like he's been a bouncer most of his life and like he knows music and he's like really well loved bouncer because he like he doesn't want to start shit he's really good at avoiding fights if things happen he's ready which why once again i think it's going to be why he's more dexterous than strength wise because it's like how do i get this fight out of here without hurting anybody because he's he's a real caring dude he's really nice but the thing is like he 
doesn't have a formal education. He knows music, but anything outside of that venue in life doesn't know. Like, he knows art well. He knows music. That's it, buddy. And he will try to bullshit that he knows things or he's read that article everyone's talking about or that book everyone's read. He, he didn't do it. He doesn't. He doesn't give a shit. I really like that, too, also, you know, kind of in keeping with the, the, the core stats for the monk. You know, the secondary kind of stat for most monks is usually wisdom, which is what your saving throws will be based on for some of your spell, you know, your kind of not spells, but, you know, the, the features of the monk. And I like the idea that Matt is someone who's insightful. He's perceptive. Like, he, he's good at watching people and knowing, like a bouncer would be. But it's not like, I mean, it's not like when you're kicking someone out of a club, you're like, we're gonna, you have to fucking debate them, you know? Yeah, <laughs> you, know? you don't have to freaking deceive them to, to get them outside. So yeah. it's like, that's a completely underdeveloped part of your personality is, uh, yeah, that's the, the, that, that charismatic element. So good on you for putting the negative two in charisma. I love it. Uh, there's going to be a lot to play with there. Uh, where, where, where are the rest of them going? All right, so the second one, I think... So this is the hard choice. Uh, I feel like, so I should say this is for the listener. Oh, why do I keep saying listeners at home? This is such a weird way for people. I mean, this is going out as a podcast Yeah, as that's well, true. So. Yeah, it's, not a, it's not that crazy. You know what? I'm on the right track. Uh, for the listeners at home, uh, Monk is probably tied with my favorite class, which is Sorcerer. Um, I play both of them in D&D pretty exclusively. I go outside of the bounds every once in a while, especially for the live streams. But with Monks, I feel like the three big ones are always Dexterity, uh, Wisdom, and Constitution. So it's kind of hard to figure out what I want to do with that, like, 16, 14, and 12. But I'm, I'm going to have to go old school, and I'm going to go with that, that 16 and just dump that right into the dexterity. Come on. It's Monk, baby. I do have one thing I want to point out to you. Yeah. And this, you just, is not, this is not, this is just, uh, I just want to make sure you're aware of this. It is not, I don't want to change your mind at all uh, if you want to keep it that way. Uh, but you do have a 14. And That's true. the Baxis do get... A plus two to dexterity. Plus two, and I do get the plus one to charisma. Don't forget. <laughs> it's not going to help too much. <laughs> think, does that mean a negative one, though, I think? I think it does, actually, yeah. Still pretty dog shit, though, let's be honest. I mean, it's really that's majorly dog shit, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I, um, that's a good point. I don't know if I want to be that power gamer and go to 18 right away at level one. And sometimes it's fun to have either high wisdom or high constitution as a monk so you know let's let's dump that why do i keep saying dump this is a good one let's put that 14 in there and get a 16 because level 1 16 is pretty great when i get to like the ability oh. boost later on i can make it an 18 if i want to be crazy yeah, that's totally great yeah it's a great idea uh yeah and then and then that way yeah you have two 16s to play with so your two core stats will be 16s yeah which i do think well you'll you know you're not gonna hate that <laughs> oh i'm gonna like it yeah, you're gonna like you're gonna like the way you look. I guarantee it. <laughs> For some reason, that comes up at least once in the stream. So I know. Yeah, we all, no, no. This is just a, now. Now that uh, uh, this is like the this is dudes hour. Where yeah. We're talking dudes. Okay, we, we got talk warehouse. We can talk Frank Zappa. <laughs> this is this is gonna send us to the chaos realm. But Sadie has opened up the true can of worms, which is he's mentioned Jellicle cats. So now cats the musical is also in the discussion. So. The four, the four horsemen of the apocalypse of the D&D chat have been introduced. I do really like... Uh, also, the moment we started making dudes rock jokes, we lost a bunch of watchers. Dudes rock. Dudes rock. We go to negative. <laughs> That's going to change our behavior at all. Oh, yeah. dudes, my... <laughs> oh, man. A, oh, a dude's version of cats. Oh, That's, man. I'm really thinking ready. about it all. Yeah. Um... Uh, I, I will be interrupting the stream at some point. With okay, that. but when we said Andrew, we got two more people on the streams. Okay, so uh, oh yeah, 
<laughs> the, the rise Express, and fall uh, of Matt Mead. Uh, uh, Jesus Christ Superstar. Uh, I don't know. What are we doing? Let's not waste time doing this. Uh, so, okay, so we're putting 16 in Wisdom. Yeah. And we're going to put... Uh, I'll go ahead. We're just going to count for the Tabaxi since we already talked about it. Yeah. Um, so, yes, it is indeed very Jellicle that you get saved from having a negative two. I will figure out my Jellicle name as the campaign goes. Don't worry, Sadie. Oh no, we'll never reveal it. That's how. That's, that's Matt true. will lose all power if he if his uh, true name is ever found out. Um, I also just want to confirm this in my in the notes. Uh, okay, what about the other ones? Where are you putting those? Okay, so we got uh, the twelve, which I'm gonna put into Constitution. I think that would make sense. Love it. Love a twelve in Constitution. And then we should got two little tens hanging around. So it doesn't matter where they go. It doesn't matter. <laughs> It does, yeah, yeah. So I'll just go ahead and put them where they go. Yeah, looking. You know, I gotta say, other than that, that poopy poopy eight, looking pretty good. Oh, you're doing great. This is a this is this is a great character. Uh, I think this is a completely respectable place to start out with a monk. And your two core stats are not shit, so you can work on raising them if you want, or you can just leave them as they go and let the rising proficiency bonus carry you. Uh, but yeah, there you go. There's your core stats, man. Where to go? These good. are good. We'll go ahead and just get the basics here. Uh, so your speed as a tabaxi is thoity. Uh, and your... Uh, oh, sorry. I, I was also... I'm still trying to get my Volos PDF to pull up. Uh, I do have up the tabaxi Volos if you want me to go over them. Oh, good. No, no. Yeah. Well, well, so it's the two... For de it's dexterity and... Yeah, it's dexterity and charisma that we got that for. We already got that accounted for. Okay. Um, the Their 30 speed. Yes. 30 feet. <laughs> we way to put it. They're 30 miles per hour, as we all know. Um, let me see. What am I doing? Oh, do, do we, should we talk alignment now, or is that too early? Uh, we'll, we'll, we're going to get into that with background and stuff. It's, yeah. They got dark vision. Uh, they love throwing dark vision out there for all the... Yeah, we're going we're gonna to put dark vision. Oh, this is one I always forget about. Feline agility, which is... That uh, one fucking rules. It's very good. Uh, uh, since I got it open, I'll, I'll read it out loud, which is your reflexes and agility allow you to move with a burst of speed. When you move on your turn in combat, you can double your speed until the end of turn. Once you use this trait, you can't use it uh, until you move zero feet on one of your turns. There we go. So basically, you have to wait a turn and not move in. But, uh, I mean, especially starting early in the game, when you have to actually close some distance and you don't have fancy ways to do it, it's, it's pretty dope. Yeah, it's it's uh, it, it's it's great, and that will come in handy because I we're going to talk about this when we get to our combat discussion. But like I, I, I one of my goals for this new campaign for NPC Incorporated was to be make it more physical because I felt like uh, we would tend to lean pretty hard on like uh, skill checks and uh, things that involved. Um, a combat that involved uh, uh, not the physicality of D&D. So we're going to be doing way more with the physicality. So if, if Matt is a physical character, that will actually come in handy yes. um, uh, this time, which I'm excited. I'm excited about that. Uh, okay, let's 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 dive down with the kind of basics here. Um, so you get uh, you, you get uh, your uh, constitution modifier plus oh. um, constitution modifier plus a D plus eight for your initial hit points. So that's going to put you at nine hit points, uh, and you get saving throws. You get uh, dexterity, and you get uh, strength. Strength. Uh, and your proficiency right. bonus is dose. Yeah. Uh, and I like it with a plus. 
Uh, okay, let's talk. I like to do background because I always end up like kind of you know before I pick from the list of uh, 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 the, the 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 what you're offered for proficiencies and the character thing. I always like to choose the background ones first because sometimes yeah. you, you oh you know, before, synergize the... before we get too far though we should also go another cool thing about Tabax is they do have cat's talents, which is you have a proficiency in perception and stealth skills. One of those I will use ah, a lot. Perception and stealth. Right, those are both going to be very handy for you. Yeah, that's one thing I kind of want to. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't want to steer this DM train, but uh, one thing I want to get more is I love stealth in D and D. I want to see some more stealth. I mean, you can sneak around whenever you want. That is one hundred percent allowed. I, was, I'm always... I, I like the backstory aspect because that's another thing I feel like is like doing an actual world translation. Is bouncers? If you have a good bouncer, they're, they're pretty sneaky. They're gonna be where they need to before you notice them. So if you have... yeah, you, you're you're a scope out the world kind of guy, a curious guy. Like a cat. Nice. Uh, you might notice um, at home I look very sweaty and drained. I've had allergies for the last two days, too, so I just want to point that out. <laughs> I look very sweaty because I'm in a room with no air conditioning, and it's very hot. I, I just uh, wanted to let the listeners at home notice, too, if uh, you haven't had allergies where your nose is running and you have to wear a mask on the train, you just have to accept that you're going to have your face drenched in uh, snot by the time you get Yeah, that shit sucks, man. It really sucks. I used to work in a warehouse, much like the one featured in this season of NBC Incorporated, uh, where uh, it was so hot because we were running uh, air dryers in there for um, printing T-shirts. And we would have to keep the doors open, but we were in Raleigh, North Carolina, where the pollen is vicious. And in the spring, like, basically the air was poisoned to me. So I had to wear a mask, much like in our pandemic time, uh, uh, all the time while at work. And just sweat and snot and everything in there. Oof. It was fucking miserable. Gets oh. all the toxins out, though, that's for sure. Yeah, oh, no, 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 most definitely. I, I always would joke that I would come back from work every day a completely new person. Yeah. I completely cycled through all of the bodily fluids I had. Uh, nice. Yeah, yeah, it was it was great. Very uh, uh, great for this pores. And, uh, um, oh, also, one last detail, too, getting back to the tabaxi. Um, mm-hmm. Doesn't get uh, He doesn't get the... The language word's something else that you choose, but it is, uh, you get common, you can choose any other language of your choice. Okay. Um, which is, uh, I don't know yet. I think we could come back to that one, right? You can come back to that one. We'll, come, we'll remember that. Oh, and and you also get your, your uh, claws yeah, will be uh, a weapon you have. Uh, and that will be with your strength bonus. So that is just going to be a plus two, actually. So not actually a, a great attack for you, but it's like, what, 1d6? Yeah. I think thematically for role-playing, it could be fun, too. Classic uh, tight to chair, and you have to get the little rope off or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we'll see. We're going to talk about combat. Uh, We're going to okay. get tied to a lot of chairs this campaign. <laughs> no, you're not going to get tied to any chairs. <laughs> and also, you're not going to actually have plots. There was a lot in that statement I don't agree with. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I do. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and look at those backgrounds, huh? Okay, let's, let's take a big old gander. Uh, can we go in? Oh, no, I'm the one in charge of that. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, swapping over to the, the player manual. That is Mabi. Yeah, we're, we're all learning. We're, we're slowly getting to do more OBS stuff. Uh, yeah, we're doing great. I think we're, we're not embarrassing ourselves right now. <laughs> Just give me time. Um, Swear to God. Yeah, give me time. Uh, okay, so I have the... Uh, let's go ahead and just look at the... Got weapons here. I'm going to go ahead and do my nauseating scrolling style that everyone loves. Okay, so here we go. Let's just go. Let's let's go background by background, and let's see where we're gonna find our friend Map, uh, uh, Acolyte. 
Acolyte. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't see him as much of an Acolyte type. No, I don't really either. Um, uh, Charlatan? Seems like you're pretty genuine. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's fun. For, that's definitely a Maxwell right there. But we are, we are like, once again, 180 for Maxwell for the former listeners of uh, the Desk and Day Job era. Uh, next is... I'm also going to move this over here. I had this... The, I had this on my secondary screen where it doesn't need to be, and it's yeah. just making me look like I'm gazing off into nothing. Yeah. Uh, okay, next is uh, the Criminal. Criminal? Sounds almost appealing. It does fit his background growing up, uh, but I'm not sure yet. I think we should we should look around a little bit. All right. Okay. All right. Shop around. Entertainer. Oh, wait. Here comes here comes a mute for my side. Goodbye. Nice. That was well timed. Yeah, but you're gonna have to edit that for the actual audio. Sorry. Because <laughs> well, off for that. Not the first time. Okay. Yeah. That's true. Uh, a folk hero. Folk. Ooh, folk hero. That could be another good one. Ain't gonna lie. Uh, folk hero, yeah. Uh, I will say that uh, um, uh, Quinn took that one. Not that it matters. We yeah. have more than one folk hero, but true. It's, it might be fun to overlap, but also it's good to mix it up a little bit. This one might be an interesting choice. Guild artisan. Guild artisan. I mean, it could fit to his his background. Yeah, I mean, you do. Yeah, you're coming from this to this job from another industry. Uh, yeah, you, you would have a kind of, a, 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 I would say that uh, a bouncers around the city might be aware of who you are. So somewhat yeah. like a, a guild representative. Or his, um, uh, going back to his early years, too, again, of working in record stores, too. So a lot of people in that kind of scene as well. Mm, okay, that's something to consider. Pretty good. Uh, hermit? No. No, 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 no. Not, not even close. Uh, noble? I mean, eh, I don't know. Yeah. Also, that's a, a Dimetra, uh, Sadie's character, who took the noble background. Yeah, which fits perfectly. Yeah, it doesn't seem to fit you very much. Outlander, Ooh. also not, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, that's, that's... Not from... yeah they're, they're Chicago native. That wouldn't make sense at all. I wanted to make sure that yeah. was like a, a, a clear definition for him. Uh, Sage. Sage? That's that's another tempting one. That, that, that's a, a fun kind of out-of-the-box thinking that of a Sage-like kind of... Uh, giving advice yeah. here and there but if uh if uh if if you picked sage i would say that that would come with like because there's the feature the researcher yeah. so i would say that there is some sort of something of interest to matt if you choose the sage background saying that you're <laughs> continually trying to learn about to whatever that might be a band that you like uh, you're trying to hunt down their albums or uh, you're trying to get really knowledgeable about i don't know whatever the fuck uh, a guy yeah. like that would be i think big picture for Matt, and this is kind of fun to talk about his character is that he's he has a family, and he has a daughter he loves, and he wants to cultivate that, but he's still trying to find direction for what he wants to do because it's an entry-level position. I like the idea that he tries to get more into like music critique and reviews and writing like eventually. So okay. that could be another on fun the, one to consider. As on, the, on the sort of on the journalist track. All right. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, then which one of those? That's I think that's end of the line. Yeah, I think, you know, it sounded fun putting that. Oh, and Sailor. I don't really see him as a sailor. <laughs> oh, and soldier too. Oh gosh, I we we're not even close to being done. Oh yeah, uh, soldier also doesn't really strike me as this. Yeah, because once again, his thing with being a bouncer um, is that he's he's always the the path of least resistance or trying to avoid fights. Like I think that's oh. why he was so beloved is that he's not a violent dude. And he wants it. He wants the best time and safest time for everybody. Urchin, that's kind of interesting it gives you like a lot of uh uh there's the feature of city secrets where you kind of are really capable of going around a city yeah 
Hmm, that's that's not a bad one either. I personally feel like Sage, Urchin, or Guild Artisan. I think I'm going to have to go with the Guild Artisan because it seems like a really fun one to play with. I like that too. I also kind of like that it fits your kind of business aspirational kind of guy, you know? Yeah. Uh, so you get skill proficiency and insight and persuasion. That's Those are both very good. I okay. mean, persu the persuasion is going to be interesting because he has a You're going to need charisma. it. <laughs> but at the same time, I love the idea that it's like a skill he's learned, even though he's such like a... If you're not in his interest, he doesn't know how to talk to you that well. But it's mm -hmm. like he, he has this way to reach people every once in a while that just kind of works. So, um, Yeah, I love that. That's great. Uh, okay, so those are the ones that you automatically get. Um, uh, and then you also get... Um, Tool provisions uh, with a artisan tool. Is there a tool that you'd like to be able to use? Um, that's. I feel like. I'm trying to figure out how they could connect to like music and record store stuff, and what would be a fun thing to kind of have that link to. Um. Hmm. Audio equipment. Maybe you're familiar with audio Ooh, equipment. Audio equipment. That's a good one, especially like okay. some. Somebody in the office has a really ah. nice setup of like speakers, or if they're talking like turntables, or that newfangled CD player that just came out. Well, how about this? In, in a broader sense, to kind of uh, you know see see how you use this. Go ahead and write down that you have proficiency with AV equipment. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think there's there's a lot of things that you might be able to encounter that maybe Matt could figure out. Your specialty, we'll say, is certainly audio, but you know, never know. Maybe you could fix visual. Yeah. Um, the slash uh, v. Okay. a slash v indeed uh okay so that is i think uh it, wait, no, no, you also get um the rest of this isn't really that important except for it is probably known that your character has a some amount of money you know, you're you weren't you're, you're not as young as the others in the group, and right. so you're not you're not wealthy. Even you're very poor, but you have walk around money. Yeah, more I'd than say when... my idea too is that he got the job because like they have enough money where like they got possibly even their own place, kind of in a, a part of fantasy Chicago. We can decide as we go, but like it's still you still got to pay that back, and you still got a lot of money you got to put into that, and like especially the fact he hasn't been working for a little bit, and his wife has, you know. He's, he's got money, but they got to start making some back to pay that place off. Discuss that a little bit, too, because I, you know, I do really want to hold us to level one characters. Yeah. And so I think that your character, I, I think that there, there's a certain, you know, I'm not saying that, like, there's anything, you know, pathetic about Matt, but Matt is a little down on his luck, yeah. I think. You know, I don't think he's, it's, 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 he's not living his best life. As yeah, very directionless. Is. Yeah, directionless for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... We'll see if he finds purpose in his new job at NPC Incorporated. Uh, okay, so now let's hop back up to the monk. Uh, so uh, in the monk class, uh, you get a lot of cool shit. Uh, so your armor, you get no proficiencies in armor. Uh, for weapons, you get simple weapons, short swords. We'll talk about that when we get to our item stuff. Uh, you get another type of artisan tool or a musical instrument. What would you like? I feel like the one thing I decided for sure is that he's been in the music world for a while, but he has no inclination to playing music-type instruments. He's very bad at it. So I'd say I'm going to go with Tool. You know. <clears throat> what Tool? Is Cigarette a Tool? Can we make Cigarette a Tool? Is Cigarette... I, yes, I... Okay, okay. Oh, maybe, maybe Lighter. 
I mean, that's like a simple kind of just idea we could translate somehow to this world. Um, I really actually like the idea of cigarettes being a, a tool. Yeah. Because there are, I can't see it function as uh, that way. So what we're going to say is that Matt rolls his own cigarettes. Ooh, that's a good one. And you carry around a little pouch and you're quite capable at making them. Uh, maybe you could impress someone with that talent. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, okay, so go ahead and put, yeah, 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 roll, uh, uh, rollies and fucking yeah. <laughs> IV equipment. <laughs> Love that. Um, uh, okay, uh, and then uh, you get to choose two skills uh, from acrobatics, athletics, history, insight, religion, and stealth. You already have stealth. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you also already have insight. For sure, you for sure, gotta do acrobatics because that's just too much fun role playing. I love it. I love it. Can't wait to see Matt try to climb something. Yeah, there's gonna. You know what? I feel like this is gonna be a heavy climbing campaign. Let's just get that out there now. I'm projecting that. Okay. Um, what do I want to do for the other one? I'm looking now. I mean, should I just no? Athletics wouldn't make as much sense because he doesn't have it. But I feel like even though. His stats aren't crazy for it. I think history is a good one because he's a, he's been in Chicago his whole life, so he knows the the history of the area. I think that's the way to go. I think that's good. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Uh, Richard in the chat said, uh, "Roll a cigarette to see if you can get yourself out of this situation." That yeah, yeah. Roll, roll for rolling a cigarette. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, so we're gonna do history. Okay. Cool. 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 Okay, very good. Uh, so you get to start with some equipment. You start with a simple weapon, uh, and uh, uh, you also get a like a, a simple throwing weapon in the form of darts. Yeah. Um, uh, so let's go ahead and start talking about equipment for for Matt. Uh, uh, let's go ahead and I'm gonna sh- go to the uh, the equipment page. Let's do armor first. You have no armor for proficiencies. Nice and easy. Done. Yeah. Um, but you do get something to deal with that. So let's 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 go. So so level one is the monk. Uh, you get martial arts, and you get unarmored defense, which is what takes the place of that armor. Um, so martial arts, uh, you get the ability to do your unarmored strike. Uh, so that will be giving you a D four in place of the normal damage. Uh, you actually get a automatic D six for that for slashing because you're a tabaxi pretty cool so yeah so you get a little beefier of a unarmed strike to begin with um uh so oh it actually is a d4 i'm wrong yeah so you do start out with a d4 so they will get better we'll, we'll go ahead and say also that uh um uh, matt's matt's stories uh, your 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 cat's claws uh, the deal slashing damage which in our world is a uh, boredom damage uh so what would you like that to be I mean, that's the thing is, uh, I feel like, so, the research I did for my characters, I wanted to base them off a few things I like that were kind of giving the vibe of being named after Frank Zappa's song. Uh, one of them that I based a, a lot of his personality off is uh, Kevin Fitzgerald. I don't know who's familiar with them. Uh, famous veterinarian of the rock stars who used to be a bouncer for the Rolling Stones. Uh, he, there's, a, there's a whole Animal Planet reality show about him in the 2000s I used to watch all the time, which I found really entertaining. But he would tell stories about how he's a bouncer, and he would try to avoid fights by going up to people and then just asking them the most mundane questions. Because if they're at that level where they're like they're super drunk, but not drunk enough to be reasoned with, but like drunk enough to be confused, he would just start making conversation with rowdy people that were starting to get too aggressive, and he'd be like, "Hey, what's with your shoes?" And they would look at their shoes like, and nothing. He's like, "Well, 
tell me a little bit about those shoes. That's a nice pair. Where'd you get them from? And like he says, like half the time that that technique would always work of just like bring up some really mundane fact in the middle of like a very tense moment and it really confuses people but for some reason they just want to talk about that right afterwards like that and i also really like that because i think it's an interesting interpretation of the sort of you know the 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 very physical attack of the unarmed strike for monk uh uh if yeah i i like the idea that it's like you're, it's engaging. It's like an engaging question or something, or like a, yeah. I'm trying to think of the best name for it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You just like a, kind of like assault them with questions. Yeah. Uh, it's like the sort of the, it's 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 just like what? Yeah. Uh, no, shut up. Uh, <laughs> you yeah. know. Mean, it might even be as simple as just like out of place question. Just like yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing to do um, with the moment. Personal question. What about that? Because you're up close oh, and personal question. That's a good one. I'm trying to get to yeah, new yeah. people. So go ahead and put that down. The personal question. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Uh, Hell yeah. Um, And also, you can use your dexterity modifier. So great. Good news. Your shitty attack bonus is now a great attack bonus. It's very good. Uh, Okay. So then other things. Uh, uh, That dice will grow as we go. Um, And also, whenever you use your attack action with an unarmed strike or an attack with your monk weapon, whatever you pick for that, you can then make an unarmed strike as a bonus attack. Yeah, which is always nice. Yeah, so you get those kind of like two kind of little attacks. Yeah, Uh, I I really like the idea of, once again, translating to the roleplay for our game world of like, that extra attack is if somebody just snags onto that weird out of place question for the personal question. He's like, yeah, I'll keep talking about this. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then also you get the uh, the first level unarmored defense, which is really fucking dope because you get to add your you get to add your AC will equal ten plus your dexterity modifier plus your wisdom modifier, which brings you to a whopping sixteen for armor class. Very good. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Uh, so that gets us all set up for that. Um, okay, uh, so the the weapon that you want, what would you like your weapon to take the form of? I feel like this always happens when I consider playing monks is you can just go no weapon and you're perfectly fine. I'm kind of tempted, but I mm-hmm. think having the throwing stuff kind of helps a little bit early on. Um, sure. Especially when that range can be very tricky for monk at the lower levels when you're trying to figure that out, especially when you're getting like encounters with like spellcasters. It can be a real, a real doozy. Um, so the question is like to have the darts, what would we translate that, that into our, uh, our role playing world? Uh, it's kind of imagining it as like like a pointed remark, you know. It's Ooh. not something that would like really fuck someone up, but it's just sort of like uh, uh you know, you're, you know, Matt just we're just like suddenly just like you know, from like kind of in the midst of the crowd, uh, yeah. uh just be like, hey man, you're being a dick. Yeah, like, oh. I love that the, the pointed <laughs> remark. It's just simple things like, man, having a rough day, huh? Just like yeah. yeah uh, so we're gonna say that that is your your range attack is the pointed remark. Um, and that is going to be again a plus five to hit, and that is one d uh, four piercing, and that is range. So we'll, we'll keep that in mind. Yeah, I believe it's uh, like thirty uh, feet. I want to say. Uh, uh, what was that? I think it's like thirty feet for that range on darts. I always forget. Uh, it is a twenty, uh, and then sixty is the end range. Yeah, that's where you like do disadvantage throws, right? Yeah, that's fun. That's fine. Uh, and that will be anxiety damage. That's when you're kind of trying to get someone's uh, a goat. You know, you're trying to yeah. trying to trying to freak them out a little bit. Gotta goat them. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt, uh, Matt meet the goat. Yeah, he's a he's a uh, goat. 
He's goat now. <laughs> He's goat now. What kind of meat is he? It's goat meat. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, so that is it for our equipment. Uh, you also get like uh, your what we what, what, what uh, you had. I don't know if you shared this because I was distracted by stuff when we got started. But what is uh, what's Matt's look in the office? Oh, this is the perfect transition. I'm gonna close the window here a little bit. Let's bring up some art real quick. I, um, oh shit, we're doing this now? Hell we're yeah! Doing it? Uh, do, should we do it now? I feel like this you're is in charge of tech. You do it. Yeah. Sure. Okay, get it. I mean, it's probably the best way to describe what you're talking about. Um, before we get to that, I do want to say I, I do. I'm doing the art for this campaign for all of our characters, so mm -hmm. I've been kind of following up with um, each time we have one of these Demon the PMs with our character creation. The next session, I'll have the art. So let's pull out Sadie's character right now. Look at that. Oh man. Oh yeah. I, uh, yeah, it was real fun talking to them to get it set up of, like, of course it's a lot of anime inspirations. Can you name them all? I'll let you try if you can. Uh, this is incredible. I can't name a single one, but I love Dimetra's look. Yeah, it's, it's, I really like how it turned out. Funny idea for the character creation is that uh, we wanted a long line blazer when talking to Sadie. Uh, as Sadie points out, she is very hot. Um, but she's like, I want her to be, like, in a work outfit, but also have the long line blazer. I'm like, let's just put the blazer over the actual uniforms they have. <laughs> I love that. I love that too. Uh, that is amazing. I think my favorite detail also is that you got the fucking key, the talisman yeah. on the necklace. That is so cool. Uh, yeah, the, and the, uh, Sadie says we love the layers. We do. We stand the layers here in Fantasy Chicago. Yeah, and you know what? We have extreme temperatures, so if it's wintertime, you're gonna need both those layers. If it's summertime, she's fucked. <laughs> like, oh yeah, well she's yeah. Dead. <laughs> Just I, I, I'm, I'm playing a lot of things for this mundane realm, but I don't think I'm going to hold you guys too much to... Uh... <laughs> oh, actually, we, I think we did have an item. Remember uh, Broob, uh, our, our original rogue, Broob T. Camry? Uh, uh, she had armor that was based on like a sweater, and yeah. uh, the rule was that it would make her incredibly just uncomfortable if she wore it in the office or outside the office. Yeah. Uh, so maybe we'll think of some more mechanics like that for some of these coats. But, but yeah, we'll there, there she is. Really fun to draw. And then let's get to Uncle Meat. So since I'm the artist, I already drew him. What are you guys doing? Yeah. Look at him. There he is. Yeah, you had all the the insight anyone needed to to us, yeah. Cantor. Oh yeah. So I, I had a lot of fun ideas for him. Which is first off, I wanted to go for that kind of like very stylistic unisex haircut look of the 80s you know what i'm talking about where they'd have the salons you'd go by and it's like oh yeah two beautiful androgynous people just looking out a window well the uh and the, and the, the they all looked like uh duran duran albums yeah the, like example haircuts you could get exactly but i wanted to like give it like kind of a bouncer look of a, a gentleman getting into his like mid-30s but still trying to be hip and hang out with the kids so I gave him a cool t-shirt, which is another Frank Zappa reference. It's the cover to Sleep Dirt, which is a great album. Fun thing, of course I have to get one of my nerd references into it. The cover of Sleep Dirt has a picture of Hedorah, which is the smog monster from Godzilla vs. the Smog Monster. Don't thank me, thank Gary Panter. Very great artist. Uh, but yeah, he's got he's got a Frank Zappa shirt on because he's based off of a Frank Zappa song. It's just fun and cool to do. Hell yeah, I love that, man. Uh, I also, uh, uh, so, uh, is, uh, yeah, here's Matt. I love it. I love that he has his own rolled cigarette. Yeah. Uh, I love the glasses. Uh, uh, he looks dope, dude. Good yeah, work. I wanted to do just, like, fun, weird glasses that you'd imagine of, like, some, like, side character. I mean, very much like if you think Back to the Future, that guy with the 3D glasses. It's just fun to do Oh, yeah. Like Isn't that Fisher Stevens? I'm pretty sure it's Fisher yeah, Stevens. Yeah, I think it's Fisher Stevens. But yeah. um, the cool thing about all this being done now is we'll we'll eventually put that up when we're all ready to launch, but that means we got the whole gang. Look at that. They're all drawn. Look at that. They're Introducing the characters of Campaign 2, everybody. Wow. Look at that crew. Pew, 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 pew. 
Yeah, as I was really excited to get this done. I, I did stay up very late and did not get a lot of sleep getting it together because I had to do it. I had to get them all together. We all get so excited about these things. Well, thank you so much for doing it. We really appreciate that. It's yeah. really, really good shit. Loving it. Uh, mm -hmm. So yeah, we're going to have a, probably either tomorrow or later in the week, depending on when we kind of get around to it. Uh, uh, we're going to do a big a big post of our kind of official campaign uh, 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 team art or party art. Uh, so you'll also get to see them all together. And I'm really excited to show it off. Uh, so you said that Matt's in his 30s, right? Yeah, he's in, I'd say he's in his mid-30s. Once again, there's a lot of stuff I'm basing him off, like personal stuff. I want to do very much similar to Max Blower, like half a lot of real things based off me in your life. The other half are just things that would be fun to role play. Uh, but yeah, he's he's in his mid-30s. He's looking at family life. He's trying to settle down and find a little direction in his life. All very relatable things. Um, so here's how, how old is... Uh, what's his daughter's name and how old is she? So fun thing, I decided to name her Angel because her full name would be Angel Meat. Um, she's about three, I decided. So, Gross. Yeah. <laughs> Which she's is about three? Yeah, she's about three, I'd say. So it's probably about... Uh, he's been out of his bouncing career for about three years because uh, once again... He's getting a little old for that. Not that you're too old to be a bouncer at any age, but for him and him wanting to have a family life. And I've specifically had the idea of, like, his wife is a nurse that works, like, these third shifts. So if they're both out working all night, nobody's spending time with the daughter, which is real sad. So he's like, okay, I'll be the one to get the daytime job here. So that and we'll, we'll yeah we'll, we'll talk a little more off mic about, like, the, 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 you know, getting all those family details wrapped up. But I like that a lot. That's really nice. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, yeah. So he's got uh, his daughter angel meat and <laughs> <laughs> which is funny because you only her, her own last name still because she's a very independent woman still so yeah i'm sure i'm sure she's wishing she had made that decision for the daughter <laughs> so, <laughs> just seemed right you know uh okay so i have one more thing i want you to do before we move on to the next part of this podcast and that yes. is roll me a d100 <gasps> whoa okay let me grab the two do the old-fashioned two d10s I believe I have. Yep, also, I, I lied about that being the one thing I wanted to do, but <gasps> go ahead and do it. Nah, right. you only get one out of me. Sorry. <laughs> no die. All right, look at that here. Okay, I got this one designated as the, the tenor and the one. This is interesting. I rolled a zero and a 50, so that's a, or a five zero, so that's a 50, I believe. A 50, yes. Uh, so that is. That is, oh my gosh, that is directly down the center. That is wild. It is directly the epicenter. That is wild. Yeah, yeah uh, I'm gonna pull it down. I'm gonna, just to just to prove this. Look at that. Rules. So oh, that I wore pants. Love too. it. Yeah. Uh. Uh. Okay. Well, in that case, uh, here is what you get for uh for a secret item for yourself. Uh, you have a small gold whistle. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. Uh. Uh. And I'm going to say that it belonged to someone you respect a great deal. Ooh, I like that. I gotta think about it. Think about that. That is uh, that is your item. Uh. Okay. Uh, and then also, this is not something that we're actually going to do right now. But you know, as we know, you're going to be quickly. You're going to be progressing through the monk uh, tree. Uh. And at level three, you get to decide what kind of monk you're going to be. You don't have to nail anything down right now. But I'm just curious. What kind of monk are you going to be? It's It's been a real hard decision because, uh, once again, I love monk, and I think the reason I like monk and sorcerer so much is that they have so many fun subclasses for both of them. Wild magic sorcerer, it's so hard to beat how fun that is. But then yeah. you have so many other ones that are fun to play and go through. Like, there's the one... I always forget if it's, like, nether or shadow sorcerer, but the one where, like, you can summon, like, a, a demon shadow, like, beast creature at level 5. That one's really tight. It's really tight. 
Um, but Monk's another one where you have really fun subclasses, which is... Um, I'm, I'm already leaning towards Shadow Monk, which I don't know if you're familiar with, but it's like where you get to be more kind of a roguelike kind of monk rogue that's kind of fun for the gamers at home. Uh, but the thing... Here's the thing. There's a lot of there's a lot of really good monk classes because if you just go with uh, Wave of the Open Hand, which is like a very basic, nothing wrong with dope, that. So solid. I mean, it's like it's it's your Goku of the monks. It, it just does it all correctly. It's fun. But then you have which we've played a few one shots with. I have a Kobold monk that's a, a Wave of the Sun Soul. You can mm-hmm. shoot. You get to shoot laser beams. Simple as that. Very tight. Um. There's also Wave of the Long Death, which is a really fun one where you get some kind of slight, slight necromancy kind of features. Um, it's hard to explain, but you have like things that resist death, but you do some necrotic damage here and there. Um, there's also Way of the Astral Self, which I believe is uh, a newer one, but I, I, I'm not. It's a newer that. one. Uh, yeah. There's also the the one of the ones that the the Way of the um, the Hand of Mercy, I think it's called, where you get like a, a healing. Uh, oh uh, you yeah. Have... Yeah. You're like healing, healing, and necrotic damage depending on what you choose. Yeah, wave mercy, which is a really good one. Both too. those are really fun too. Um, there's uh, a four elements. Tar- that one kind of sucks. Let's just be honest. I know some people like it, but eh. I mean, for our particular campaign, that one's probably a little tricky to translate. Yeah, uh, and and I and I say that knowing now that you're gonna pick the one where I think you get to teleport. <laughs> yes. Okay. Let's just get to that right. So I want to tell you why I love wave the shadow. You get some very, very cool stuff with it, but at level 6, I believe, is if there's any shadowed surfaces, you can move 100 feet in distance no matter where you want to on that turn in that shadow. And uh, let me tell you, that is real fun role-playing right there. Let yeah, that, is very, that is very fun. Yeah. Uh, so Yeah, we get the exact rules because I, I love... Okay, shadow step. So at 6th level, you gain the ability to step from one shadow to another. When you are in dim light or darkness, as a bonus action, you can teleport up to 60 feet of unoccupied space that you can see is also in dim light or darkness. That's, I mean, then, uh, get this, you also have advantage on the first melee attack you make before the end of the turn. So if you pop up next to somebody, that's instant advantage as well. Yeah, I like the idea of Matt being like kind of like uh, 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 very stealthy and smooth, but only in certain circumstances. Yes. Like in like like the atmosphere of a bar. Per, per chance <laughs> you know, you know for, yeah. for example it's like it's like that that's like his fucking zone you know it's yeah. like it's very it's, easy for him to move, move around you know? it's it's so cool i think it's so fun the, the even the level three for it's kind of fun when you first get to it which is uh shadow arts which is uh monks get key points it's kind of like their sorcerer points and a few other things you can spend two of those points to either cast darkness which can be very useful dark vision never gonna use that because i'm a cat uh, pass without trace, but here's the kicker: silence. So if you know anything about D and D, and there's certain spells that need components that are uh, uh, vocal, that's that's like an instant mage killer for a lot of things, which is real fun. So that is a very cool spell for you, especially for our purposes. The ability for you to just be like, "Hey, sorry, they're talking. Don't talk." Yeah, just... <laughs> uh, and, yeah, and that yeah. Oh man, that's gonna be some very useful for your for these mechanics. Uh, hell yeah. Okay, well, great. Well, I'd like to hear that. Well, we'll see if you change your mind. Totally cool, but yeah. we'll go forward with that in mind. That, yeah, you're just like kind of like a, in certain circumstances, a super bouncer. Yeah, I love that. It's going to be fun, man. In the cold light of day, though, you're not as not as potent. Yeah. Like, Once again, that just makes sense for his background as actual character because he's just so used to working these 
these late night shifts at the the metro and other places fancy metro i guess so he's like the you know the night's his place that's where he's at yeah i see very much that your your kind of uh, uh story especially which is appropriate for the tabaxi is you're sort of like a nocturnal creature who's been forced by the circumstances of his life to change his habits in a very like kind of painful way <laughs> like, yeah just like waking uh, up early sucks working sucks like all this sucks <laughs> yeah you know he's like uh he's like a, a colon from twilight he doesn't get to drink human blood so he's not as powerful you know because that's where we're always thinking this twilight references yeah sure yeah, yeah. Like, that's what the whole campaign's based on yeah uh, <laughs> uh uh, okay, well, uh, 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 I think we're. No, I, I much prefer that this is based on the musical Cats than based on Twilight. Yeah, I like that better. Let's go back to what Sadie said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, I was. I've been. I've been really thinking about the song parody of a, a dude's version of Cats, <laughs> and the best I come up with is uh, uh, Memories, but uh, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a, uh, uh, Boys Night. <laughs> Boys Boys night. night. Not a sound from the wings. Stop. <laughs> That's now that is boys night. All right the there. TVs are turned <laughs> off. <laughs> oh, it's too good. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> yeah. uh, let's go ahead and move on to our next thing, which is I want to talk about uh, combat. I want to talk about combat. I want to talk about uh, danger in this uh, campaign because something I was thinking about as we've been preparing for campaign one, looking back on campaign uh, campaign two, looking back at campaign one. Um, and we were talking about, I think we came up during either on camera or right before we got on camera. It's like, Something that I, I I found myself doing a lot, being the DM for Campaign One, was uh, we would ride the the in, the intelligence and the charisma skills very hard. I mean, right. pretty much every check was Arcana, it was history, it was deception, it was persuasion. You know, like that was uh, or, or you know, there was that kind of the the, the 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 end of the list was getting a lot more work than the top three parts of the list. And so I had decided to kind of change that um, and aim to hit those details a little more, make this game more physical, um, physical. like our, our mapped over version, because I, I do think that's important because the, what, what I guess, I guess also another thing that I was thinking is like, I don't feel like there was too many moments in campaign one where the characters were really in danger of no. facing hitting zero hit points. I think in the entirety of our of the of campaign one, we only had two characters ever hit zero, but they were saved pretty quickly. Um, and uh, uh, we only ever actually had, to my knowledge, one death save ever rolled. Um, and so I would like to change that and make the game a little more dangerous for y'all, yeah. um, which will require uh, uh, to for you to actually survive, you to work together a lot. And so the two things I want to discuss tonight is one, how we're going to do combat in this one, which is largely the same as we did in the previous one, but with one difference uh and then also i want to talk about a new mechanic that i've been working on that i am calling ambient damage so we're gonna start with that uh so in this in this campaign we're mapping the rules from DD fifth edition onto uh onto the mundane realm and so the mundane realm as you know is not as dangerous i mean it is very dangerous but not like yeah. dragon and fire and magic and necromancy dangerous. like get hit by a bus yeah 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 but the thing that we're fighting in this game is not monsters and uh, uh, armies per se. It is the kind of, uh, uh, I, I guess if someone put it in a review uh, uh, on our iTunes, it's like the, the monster is late stage capitalism. 
very true. And so I wanted to make the monster, if the monster is late stage capitalism, then it should stand that in D, by the D&D rules that the workplace is its lair. And as you know, in D&D, when you fight a monster, it's legendary, such as the dragon that our heroes fought in our last um, uh, mandatory workouting. Still available on our Twitch. Check it out. Um, uh, uh, That they get layer actions. And so I'm going to be incorporating in layer actions into the different places that you work within the office. And you will be, depending on roles you make and decisions you make, from those layer actions, taking constant damage. Like uh, as you like do something, a task is completed. You'll be making rolls to see: Does the drudgery of this give you uh, boredom damage? Does the sudden deadline give you anxiety damage? Does the despair of sitting underneath the fluorescent lights of this why you know this uh, warehouse give you despair damage? And those will slowly, throughout the day, whittle you down. The way, same way that if you work in an office or any job, really, uh, that the workday just wears you down. Right. So the odds are, that, so the, the idea is that your characters have to bond together to survive this. So by working together and making each other's days brighter, by healing each other with encouraging words, you will be keeping each other from being crushed by the weight of the job. So yeah. that'll be an ever-present danger. And depending on decisions you make in the game, like, you know, the jobs you're going to start out with, these entry-level positions, aren't going to be half as stressful as the things you could potentially get yourself into in the workplace. Or conflicts you get yourself into, or whatever. And so as you guys level up and make decisions, the damage will scale along with you. So it will always be a somewhat deadly threat. Uh, unless you find a way to counteract it. It's true. I like this idea a lot, too, because it is that insidious, just the boredom of every day that you have to deal with, which I think would be fun to have more constant, especially for the challenges it could create as the party has to, like, you know, maybe we've been sitting around the office all day and we've taken some damage and we have something kind of major come up. It's like, oh, shit, do we do we have enough to actually take on the situation now at this point? Like, that's, that's exactly. Yeah. And if you and if you like, uh, you know, you're trying to, uh, you know, Matt's taking it especially hard uh, trying to get the day's tasks done and takes a lot of damage. And then Meadow uses all of her healing spells as June to heal you. Then you'll have blown a lot of your spell slots the same way that you I mean, another reason I wanted to do this is because I realized listening back to old episodes that like uh, it was pretty rare for the characters to use all their spell slots to use all the their features to the point where they would require a long rest. Like I, I felt like you guys would often enter like the end of day stuff, like the after work drinks episodes and stuff like that, pretty much with most of your hit points and features into that. Yeah. And it's like, I, I want the day, the physical stress of the day to wear you down a lot more in the same way that as a D and D adventurer, it's like your characters are like looking for the ability to take short and long rest because you're getting worn down. You're losing features. You need to get spell slots back, features back, chances to use your hit die. Yeah. yeah. So like we're going to finally have a mechanic in which you guys will be trying to str- str- be strategic about actually using some of those features that we haven't used. So that is part one. Uh, uh, oh, that's the part one of, of the, 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 this discussion. Part two is going to be conflict or conflict in combat or conversational combat system. 
the thing that I've been thinking about with the conversational combat system, something that I've always really liked about our show and how, you know, it really, you know, it is the D and D equivalent stuff, uh, just with different wording, you know, you hit somebody with a sword. It is, you know, you're tearing into them with some, you know, argumental stuff, you know, it's, yeah. it's always worked very well for our show. But one thing I don't, didn't like about it was, you know, if you make combat in the conversation, then it stands to reason like what conversation then isn't combat, you know, does how, how, when does that, that extend? Cause it kind of felt like y'all would find yourselves in, um, uh, 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 confrontational situations, but because I didn't say roll initiative, they wouldn't count as combat when yeah. you were doing the same things you would do in combat. Yeah. Very. I mean, especially with like maybe some more like argumentative discussions we get with other characters where it would seem very hostile, but we were just having regular conversation. I could see that like basically triggering initiative right then and there more more often, which would make sense. Yeah, to me. and so that's what I kind of want to do is that combat going forward will be kind of. Uh, and I think another thing I guess to say before I uh, give my explanation is that another thing is I kind of felt that conflict felt too conflicty. Yeah. You know, that's a good way to put it. Like. Like the, the way that I want to put it is like, you know, it was like, it would always kind of just like you guys would insult or cajole some coworker until they died. And the best we had for die was like, they would just kind of like walk away from the situation and like avoid you at all costs after that kind of functionally no longer part of the narrative of your lives, right. which we're going to still have is like an ultimate goal, uh, not an ultimate goal, but an ultimate outcome of how conflict can go. But I want to introduce a world like because like if your attacks are prying questions and pointed remarks, you don't necessarily only use those two debate tactics or whatever conversational tactics in arguments. Use them for everyday scenarios. Asking the manager for an extra day off, uh, uh, trying to convince uh, uh, a group of coworkers to join your side so that you guys can get pizza instead of uh, 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 tacos or whatever for lunch. Uh, uh, trying to uh, convince someone to take on a workload, trying to confront someone about work they haven't done, you know, stuff like that. And so it's going to be like the the uh, uh, tied to skill checks in a new way, where if you just like approach, say, so and so goblin coworker, and try to convince him to take on your work you're going to find it's going to be a pretty hard DC for that persuasion. However, if you come at him as a team with your prying questions, your uh, uh, blunt comments and all the different kinds of uh, uh, conversational attacks that you have, then it will be <laughs> the best way I've kind of described it is kind of like Pokemon like yeah. where you can wear someone down to make them more pliable to your line of reasoning. We put them in the Pokeball, which is social contracts. Yes, it is. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, 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 uh, you rough the goblin up a little bit with your uh, personal questions, and then you're like, "Hey, can you can you take over this for us?" And he's just like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, sure, whatever." Oh God, please leave me alone. Yeah. And so victory will be you can achieve victory in fights without it having to be a cataclysmic confrontation between you and the character. Yeah, that's uh, I, I like that idea a lot, especially because it's going to make more sense where it's going to be a more 
I would say hostile world, but it's going to be more of like managing danger. It's going to be mm-hmm. really interesting of like the teamwork will once again come out having to kind of figure out how we're going to navigate those conversations, which I think is going to be really interesting to see once we uh, once we actually start recording this dang old thing. Uh, for sure. Oh, yeah. No, I'm excited for that. No, also, another thing to uh, uh, that I want to also bring back to the uh, show in a more meaningful way, it was always kind of like a sort of somewhat of a bit when you would receive uh, where there, there would be like some sort of fight that was... Uh, um, like a, a, a machine yeah. and I want to do that more especially in this circumstance in this world this setting of a shipping facility is there's more places to play with monsters like especially monsters that I have trouble uh, 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 finding real world human analogous um, maps for is you know what if I don't know what if a printer took on the feeling in our game of a hellhound this yeah. overheating copying machine this mimeograph that never works and gets like black stuff all over your hands and that would be a monster that you would all have to team up to fight and uh maybe it's because of its otherworldly presence immune to your normal types of attacks and require a different sort of strategy to take down and so i i guess the way what i'm saying is i want the com the, the combat in this next campaign to have a little more purpose and meaning uh, as a tool especially because like I, I think it's there thing that i noticed too listening back to old campaign stuff which if y'all haven't caught up on destin day jobs campaign one i recommend it it's very fun uh uh is that uh the tools of the conversational weapons and some of the more common uh combat spells would only come into use when we had rolled for combat and i want you to have it as a tool that you could use anytime the same way it is for uh any dnd game like i want matt to have the like matt sees a goblin over by uh, over by one of the shelves and the others are trying to sneak out so they can go smoke behind the building and so you go over and you knock out the guard by hitting him with some annoying personal questions yeah it makes sense too because then like using other things like especially the way the shadow when i get to that level three i can spend key points to like do things like uh use pass without a trace so when i'm doing that i could also figure out how we want to role play of like giving my whole party like basically a stealth bonus that's huge so that like they could potentially escape why i'm like asking him about what he thought about the the new record that was just put out by talking heads and if they really are dropping off finally yeah yeah exactly yeah so i went to uh, yeah it, it's it's gonna be a uh it's gonna give y'all more of a ability to use your conversational weapons as tools in your interactions and in your the gameplay outside of the combat yeah um and uh, it'll be kind of just understood that it, should you push it too far, that's when things will get rowdier. Uh, and but uh, yeah, we'll, we're gonna kind of just see how you guys learn to use them. And as level one characters, you're gonna kind of get to use uh, all that shit. It's gonna be really fun. Uh, so uh, I'm excited for all that. Thank you for allowing me to talk at length about it. I appreciate that. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's um, I, I think with uh, our group chat that we have set up for this is, we're we're all real excited to start playing. It's been a while, but man, the. The time and effort we put into like these character creations, getting this all set up, it feels really fleshed out. And we're like, we're ready to beat up some gabos. Let's just be honest with you. Some hell some, yeah, yeah. Some office gabos. Yeah, we're ready to fucking get rowdy. Uh, speaking of the office, it's now time for questions. Uh, so you get two questions. Yes. One about the world of fantasy Chicago, 
and one about uh, the uh, actual the office build. Not, we keep saying office, but it's a shipping facility. So it's largely it's more shipping facility than office. Uh, in the past, office questions that have been asked have been uh, by Meadow about uh, uh, the cleaning service that uh, or how the office is kept clean. Yeah, uh, Liz asked about um, uh, where it is in the city and as well as like popular electronics. Um, and Sadie asked about where people go after word to party and drink. Yeah. Um, what would you like to ask first? Okay, so I think I'm going to complete the trifecta of like our old campaign. What are the like local hot spots for eating lunch and getting food? Like this is a big thing man, Uncle Meat thinks about. It. He's Uncle Meat, man. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, so it, it remains unnamed because I got to find the name that we came up with it. But I plan for there is a hot dog place, uh, uh, which originally the, when we in the chat, remember, we were kind of joking that the character was going to have be like a, a hot dog salesman, <laughs> which would be really funny. <laughs> and then that became the inspiration for uh, uh, and then I can't remember if you took the name Uncle Meat or if I had another name in mind. So I got to find that. But I did plan for that. There is a lunch spot nearby a brick and mortar one uh, and then there's occasionally food trucks yeah that's that's gonna be fun to have like a whole session playing that out because that's that's a whole world of danger even in the real world trying to figure that out like oh yeah this one could be the best food i have or ever ever had or i'm about to get food poisoning for a good few days <laughs> Like, well, and especially also considering like the damage, the ambient damage uh, mechanic, uh, y'all are going to want to use your lunches wisely to recuperate. Yeah. yeah, that's one thing I'm looking forward to because I think our old campaign was really fun, and I I, I feel like altogether it's still a great listen if you go back. Really, a lot of good uh, times, but definitely like you're saying, like managing like our time and resources wasn't as important, and then also like our lunch breaks always seemed like it was just us passing time. Every once in a while we do like a short rest, but even then that didn't happen too often. So I think it's going to be really funny to us to get to like our lunch breaks in this new campaign. Or like we are about to die. We need to get a sandwich or we are dust. <laughs> yeah, no, no, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what it's going to be like. Yeah, so that is something I'm very excited to for. Yeah. Uh, so there is, uh, and that, that is your, is that your world question or your office question? I'm going to say that's my world question. That's your world question. Okay, I'll accept that. Next, what's your office question? So this is the big one. I don't know if you're going to be able to answer this, and this might be revealing too much. Ah, here we go. But I've been thinking about it a lot because Maxwell was really deep in the shit. I was really worried he was going to get him killed. But what's the likelihood we're going to have to deal with the blue eye? Like, how soon in this campaign? Because I know they're going to be around, but, like, what are we, what uh, are we feeling? Okay, that's a very good question. Um, what I guess I should say, what's their grasp feeling like for what you can reveal or is it too roll early to me a roll me a perception check Ooh, with this, Matt's stats. This is just him like having a daydream at home and just like having a, a, a vision. Uh, as everybody might know, I've talked about it on the podcast a few times. I have a a rare kind of like gemstone D20 I got from uh, Gen Con like about six years ago. This is my main D20. Oh. Hopefully it doesn't let me down. Very fun print. That is a 17. What are my stats right now for that perception? Uh, you got a good one. Uh, so you're all together is a, a, a plus five to that. That's, ooh, baby, we are cooking. That's a 22. That's a whopping 22. Okay, with well, a whopping 22, here's what you get. Uh, so when you arrive at, uh, which you're, we're about to cut, fade into that for our final thing tonight. When you arrive at NPC Inc.'s shipping facility for your job interview, you notice that, yeah, there's a lot of, like, um interesting posters on the wall safety posters 
Uh, you know, it's kind of you see a lot of places like they're very standardly like standard posters and shit that like get you know put up in office buildings, uh, and uh, uh, you notice that they all at the bottom of them have a emblem. The emblem is of a shield, like a kite shield, uh, and uh, on the, in the middle of the kite shield is a blue eye. Oh no! Uh, and I'll also say with a twenty-two. You know that a lot of the uh, workers, especially some of the younger ones, especially the ones that are more like kind of like business minded, trying to climb the corporate ladder type, wear pins in the shape of a shield with an eye on it. Uh, uh, they say that it's a it's a business organization called the Shield Society. Ooh, baby, we're getting deep into it already. Look at this. Yeah, yeah. And well, let's see, you got a 22, so I feel like I gotta give you something good with a 22. That's, I mean, listen, uh, that's pretty juicy for any of the past listeners of the podcast for that last campaign. That's a big Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll even give that too. I'll, I'll, I'll give this as, a, as I explain this. So it, they, a lot of the intrigue of our first campaign revolved around uh, characters who wore a pin on their jackets in the shape of a sword with a blue eye in the hilt. And this was part of a... Um, a business organization that our players never got to the bottom of, but was part of a like kind of young people's business society uh, ran by a company called H and H business solutions. H and H business solutions was um, truly villainous in nature and sought to control and consolidate its power at corporations around fantasy Chicago. And uh, I will say that when at 22, you kind of walk up to me, it's like weird posters and it's like reminders of like a proper shop technique, make sure to wear your goggles, stuff like that. Uh, and at the bottom, flanking that shield with the blue eye in the middle is an unmistakable H and H. Ooh, oh, that's a good cliffhanger right there for getting to the actual campaign. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, if for more on that, check out campaign one, uh, uh, to meet all the, all the assholes. <laughs> Whole shit ton of episodes. Let me tell you, but they're all very fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, so very cool. Uh, and also I give you one character, uh, one NPC that you might possibly meet. Uh, would you like to have one from, let me see what I got left on my safe to talk about list. Oh, this is good timing. That, 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 uh, that sniffles are coming back from the allergy. They're coming back. Oh, we're gonna get you. We're gonna get you through. Uh, so you can have an option too. You did your job, Zertek. Uh, actually, you know what? We've kind of reached the end of the list of ones I'm trying to give as precursors. So I'm about so to get some postcursors. Yeah. Uh, so instead, what I'm going to give you is because I've been slowly teasing it out, uh, a description of the HR representative who is in charge of this facility. Uh, and that is going to come as we enter into our final part of this podcast, which is, uh, uh, I have a little job interview for you. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. Uh, so this is kind of, as I said, uh, previous uh, uh, DMs in the PMs. Uh, this is kind of throwing you in in the, D- in the deep end a little bit. So if you want to do a character voice, you're allowed to. Oh, but if you want to change it before we start uh, recording, I also get that. Uh, oh, yeah, you did promise a Chicago accent. I cannot fucking wait. Yeah. Uh, so uh, let me. The hardest thing has been getting dags down. Hat dags. Hat dags. Hat dags. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, Ooh, so. We got, wait, we got a big question from Mayo and Netrunner real quick, though. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking we got of here. the previous campaign, any plans to, uh, for some kind of ending, even just an explainer of where the story would have gone? Uh, quote, or I should say parentheses, would have gone ideally anyway, since you uh, can't finish playing it out. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I've certainly thought a lot about that because I really was, I really loved that campaign and I loved all those characters. And I did really want something, especially since we did end it on, and I, again, I apologize endlessly for that, uh, mm. a, a pretty fucking big cliffhanger with the trial of Gerby Richardson. Uh, uh, and uh, so that was about to go down, uh, leading up to the uh, what was going to be a very difficult decision the characters had to make as they finally kind of teased out who it was that was actually going to be fired as part of Bernard Holder's uh, scheme to test their mettle. Um, uh, I am going to say that it has long been a dream of mine that the act, the, the events of this campaign will have a connection to that campaign. Yeah. That, uh, I as think a that'd be so dope. And so I am going to hold on to that for a little bit, but I will say that I have been thinking, I have, I've been approaching this thinking about one day returning to those characters um and seeing seeing what we what, if it's a time skip ahead or if it is um you know a, a just a jump back in uh with some changes but uh, uh that is not out of the question yet uh, yeah. because I, I i also would like to see what decisions everyone so stay made. tuned yeah so stay tuned on that that's yeah yeah uh okay so now you ready for job interview i'm ready Okay, here we go. Okay, so, as before, the room now has a little more detail. Again, it's this gray walls, this bright fluorescent tubes overhead, this sort of, like, plain-looking desk, uh, dark wood now you can see. Um, the, there's a lot of things on the desk, and... Now you can see them more clearly. They're items. They're, they're various knickknacks. They're from travels and collections. You see there's like a lot from like national parks. They're clearly keepsakes spread out upon the desk. Uh, whoever this is, they love little trinkets and tchotchkes. Um, the other most prominent thing on the desk is a ashtray uh, pushed off to the side uh, with a cigarette smoldering in it. And now you see that there has been, throughout these interviews, a man sitting on the other side of the desk asking these interview questions. The man is tall and suave looking. He's very well dressed, uh, uh, too well for honestly his job. Uh, he has sort of like slicked back dark hair and uh, kind of discolored teeth uh, as he is a pretty voracious smoker. Um, uh, and as, as this conversation goes, he continually reaches for his cigarette, uh, 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 letting the smoke kind of trail out of his nostrils and loop up around his head as he goes. Uh, uh, he seems for his like fancy outfit he's wearing, especially like a, a blazer, a tie all the way, like stitched up. Uh, uh, he seems deeply uncomfortable. <laughs> like he seems like he's kind of like roasting in here, but, uh, he has a fan on him. And it causes the smoke to kind of swirl around the room, but it seems to be giving him some degree of comfort. Uh, uh, and you now know this man to be HR representative Sean Burns. Um, in our game, Sean appears as a Afriti genie, a genie of the fire domain. Uh, uh, you know him to be uh, um, a, a 
kind of level-headed, calm guy, but you've heard from some other people that he can be pretty fiery-tempered if you piss him off. Um, he has the capability to make your life very good or very bad, depending on how you choose to interact with him. And now Sean takes a cigarette and takes a puff, and he puts it back down, and he says, Well, thank you for meeting with me today, Matt. Oh, th no, thank you so much for giving me the time, Mr. Burns. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's so nice of you. Uh, I take it we can smoke in here? Uh, he says, oh, please, go ahead. Yeah, with that, uh, definitely he's going to pull out that cigarette from his ear, light up a little bit, you know, get get a little sense of relaxation, relief. And, uh, and he sort of he sort of uh, arcs his eyebrow a little bit, and he says, oh, I see you roll your own. I do. Man of fine taste right there, I can see. Mm, very French, I like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I ain't one of those fancy guys who get all that kind of import stuff, but I can appreciate a man with good taste. I love that ashtray you got there, too. And he says, well, thank you. I got that when I was in Fiji. Oh, nice. Love their water. Great stuff. Real great stuff. <laughs> uh, and he says, uh, so, Matt, let's get down to brass tacks. What oh, are yeah. your goals with this job? You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a people person. I like talking. I, I like getting to know everybody. I, uh, I have some background working in music venues, keeping things orderly, you know, being, being nice, uh, being good, but uh, being directed, you know, making sure things flow things work well this is you know a shipping factory boxes gotta move i'm you gotta get them moving but i know how to connect people to help them move too uh as you talk you notice that sean's eyes kind of drift a little bit oh yeah i can <laughs> i can tell you've heard this all a million times what what do you need from me what are you looking for right now in a good worker and he says well, what would you say is your biggest strength my biggest strength you know, is, uh, I would say um, getting people to work together. It's, uh, it's an important thing to have. You know, you, are you, you Chicago guy? Mm, I'm from all over. Oh, I like that. So you're, you're a man of the world. You know, things got to flow and work together. So it's like, uh, I make sure that happens. I think that's the most important thing. It's uh, not being a micromanager, but being somebody who knows how to manage. Again, his, his, his focus kind of drifts. He <laughs> says, I'm going to write down leadership. Okay, fair. I, I can uh, I can rattle on a little bit, so if you need to get something out of me directly, just let me know. I'll get to the point. What would you say your greatest weakness is? The rambling? The rambling, for sure. I'm glad we got to that. Actually, we just saved a ton of time. Mm, he says, I try to be as efficient as possible. I like that. Why did you leave your last job? Oh, you know, it's that thing. I got a daughter. She's, she's the treasure to my world. I'd do anything for her, but... Uh, you know, the wife, she works third shift as a nurse. She's doing good things for the people of the city. Uh, we can't both be working third shift, even if we got my uh, mother-in-law watching the dot. It's nice and all, but, like, I got to start pulling some weight around the house and working, so. Well, very nice. Well, now I have a question. Sure. Where do you see yourself in five years? Well, where do I see myself in five years? <laughs> Listen, great question. I'm sure you've heard a million things. It doesn't matter where I see myself in five years. Wherever I'm here, if I'm still here, I'm going to be doing a great job, and I'll be doing as good as possible for whatever we need. Well, that sounds excellent, Mr. Meat. Welcome aboard. Oh, do I get to roll for handshake? He does not offer one. Oh, man. <laughs> he just leans back in his chair and takes a cigarette and kind of disappears behind a puff of smoke. All right, man. Hell yeah. Yeah, that, that that feels like a good break in for uh for his character. I love that. That was fun. Yeah, no, that was very good. I liked your answers a lot. Uh, okay, very cool. Well, uh, uh, thanks for hanging out with me and creating this character, uh, Brandon. 
I really appreciate it. I really love this character. This is going to be a lot of fun. I love our 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 uh, our, our nice young dad to round up this uh, motley crew of uh, drifters, burnouts, and college kids. <laughs> yeah, crazy freak sooners. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you guys are going to go on some uh, phenomenal adventures. Uh, so we're going to start recording episodes very soon. As soon as uh, we uh, very 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 soon. I don't know. In a couple weeks, we're going to have new episodes releasing. Uh, in the meantime, expect to see this podcast come out. Um, this come out in podcast form is what I mean. So we have a lot of exciting things coming up. Uh, we're going to be taking a little bit of a we're not not a not a permanent not a long break, but next week we're not going to be doing a mandatory workouting, so we can focus on recording these episodes and uh, these new the new NPC Incorporated episodes, and then we'll be coming back with another one of those. Um, I'm just gonna go ahead and give you the uh, the, the 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 reveal now. Uh, our next mandatory one shot outing will be a one shot adventure in the NPC Incorporated mundane universe. It's gonna be really good. Doing a live stream in the mundane world. Uh, uh, more on that to follow. Uh, and we'll also be doing more DMs in the PMs, where it's just gonna be me hanging out, talking about the stuff I'm working on. Uh, so, uh, thanks so much for listening to this and watching this. And, uh, thank you to Brandon for running our tech and Ooh. doing the awesome character creation Ooh. and the awesome art. <laughs> Holy shit, triple threat tonight, dog. Yeah. Um, yeah and also, I am sleepy from all Hell yeah, day. me too. Uh, and also, uh, give it up for Machine Culture. They're our podcast collective. They, uh, uh help us uh, publish our show. And, uh, they also have a lot of great shows that you should listen to, like. Uh, Podzuki. It, Hell yeah. had a lot of really good episodes lately. Everybody With Brandon Kirkman. Yeah. And Martin uh, Belshman, friend of the podcast and another co-worker of ours now. And another co-worker of ours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, also, uh, a new podcast just being released uh, is uh, We Still Do We Still Dig This uh, with Georgia Gov and... Oh, shoot. Oh, uh, also friend of, friend of the show. They've been on the... Also friend of the show, yeah. Uh, yeah, yes, 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 they have. Uh, and also, uh, uh, my and Laura Petro's screenwriting podcast, Please Make This, will be returning in two weeks, I think. Um, so, uh, uh, new episodes of that. Uh, so, thanks so much for watching and tuning into this Twitch stream. Thanks so much for being so cool and hanging out during this uh, dry character creation stuff. I'm very happy to see anyone kind of was engaged in, the, in asking us questions that fucking yeah, rules. Yeah, good uh, and uh, I guess uh, that is going to be it for us until new episodes. And yeah, so, you know what I always say, uh, watch Common Rider Kuga. It's free online. <laughs> that is what he always says. I and I plug in that for so often. I and and uh, I will just say, have a great night and thanks for watching. That's wonderful. Bye, everybody. Thanks so much for joining <laughs> us. Common Rider, come on, man. It's, it's free <laughs> online. It's great. Listen, it's like X Files meets Power Rangers. You can't go wrong. This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture.